So, a question for you. What is the role of self-access language learning centres in today's online world? Do they still have a place? Can they be reimagined? In this episode of Teacher's Lift, the tables are turned on host Eric Tyndall as he gets the interrogation treatment by PolyU's own Dawn Gillis and Jessica Shah about how the ELC's Centre for Independent Language Learning is changing with the times. Welcome, welcome back to a new year and um, a new edition of the Teachers Lift podcast. I'm Dawn Gillis and I'm joined by my lovely co-host today, Miss Jessica Shaw. Hi. And, uh, today we are joined by um, a former co-host. Co I think he will co-host again, uh, but today he is our guest, Mr. Eric Tyndall. Hello, Eric. Yes. Hi, hi. <laughs> Great. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I just want to say it's uh, it's quite a joy to be uh, on the other side of the mic today. Um, my turn in the hot seat. I've always I've always been in your position, hosting the show and asking questions. But uh, yeah, now it's uh, now it's uh, my turn in the wheelhouse, I guess. Uh, so I guess everybody is wondering, like, why are you the interviewee today? That's, that's the burning question. Exactly. What are we talking about, Eric? Well, I believe the topic of today is how to reimagine learning spaces. And uh, since we are now for the, uh, what is it, the fifth semester, we are now in an online teaching format where the learning takes place online. This might be a good time to reimagine the learning spaces. Yeah. Um, uh, and Eric is actually, just let me kind of introduce you a little bit here. Eric is the perfect person to interview because he's been helping manage our center of independent language learning and he's made a lot of changes to it and from what i've been hearing students are using the physical space and also the online services a lot more so it'll be really interesting to hear what eric actually did and how he envisions so in the future so that's why we have you here today so yeah, and that's that's why I'm I'm thankful to be here to share some of those ideas to how to how to reimagine learning spaces. Um, I guess yeah, let me maybe I should I should introduce myself a little bit. Uh, so I I help as Jessica said I help uh, run the Center for Independent Language Learning, uh, which is a, a self access center. For those of you who are in Hong Kong, you will be familiar with what a self access center is. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's this, you know, or, or for those of you who aren't familiar, well, I think, it, you know, those from a North American background, this concept isn't very uh, popular, but, but, uh, the self-access center is basically a place where students can come to self-access their own, you know, learning materials where they can engage in independent learning activities. And, uh, most often it's used in the context of language learning. So, uh, um, you know, self-access. I think this started, you know, in the 1980s, 1990s, where when uh, the, the the notion of autonomous learning uh, uh, as a way to increase intrinsic motivation uh, came about, and um, you know, the, the, these centers, these centers were, were were built into universities or other tertiary institutions, and they they contained language support. They would have newspapers, magazines. Uh, you know, videos, uh, maybe run some workshops or have English as assistance uh, on on um, on demand. Uh, and the students could just basically come, you know, and learn at their own at their own pace. 
and in their own in their own style. Um, and that that's historically how they've been, you know, how 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 these uh, how these language centers have been have been operated. Now, as you can as you know, there have been a quite a few changes over the last uh, over the last uh, five ten years. And um, well, I'll, let me ask you, you know, if it, on this concept of self access learning, um, if you were a student and today you wanted to you know, improve your English or find English materials, where would you go? I would go to John's <laughs> office and have a chat with her. Oh boy. Um, she might be busy. So, <laughs> so, um, I think, I think that I would, if I were a student nowadays, to be honest, I think I would use Google. Yeah. I would I would go online, I would find resources, whether they're videos or online tutorials or even something to read um, to 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 help me and use that as my starting block. Yes, exactly, exactly right. And I think that's how most students are choosing to learn uh, languages nowadays. Um, they're going they're going to Google, they're going to YouTube, they're going to um, Duolingo or uh, oh yeah, Duolingo. Uh, all of these online resources, that's how they get their self-access learning. So, um, so then, yeah, the question becomes, what is the, what is the function of all these self-access learning centers that have been, you know, integrated into all these uh, university campuses and school campuses around there? What's their function now when really the student's self-access is online? And th this is the challenge, I think, for all, all of those who are, who are managing it, how to reimagine these uh, these types of learning centers for the new um, uh, for I guess for the new decade the new the, the <laughs> 2020s and beyond That's uh, right. and the pandemic has of course accelerated that that digitization of language learning even even more so um, but uh, but yeah Jessica you were you were talking you were, you asked earlier about you know what are some of the changes that yeah. have been made um, and uh, yeah so 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 it's it's kind of you you got to I think you've got to strike a balance. You've got to recognize that a lot of independent learning is taking place online. So how can you how can you uh, you know integrate that with the physical space? I think that's that's sort of the balance that that, that we're all we're all trying to to grapple with. Um, and uh, what we what we've done, and as you as you are familiar with, and I'm sure many many of our listeners also also uh, might recognize is uh, we've moved. We've moved a lot of stuff online, uh, so we, we've moved all of the, uh, uh, you know, the the the, the worksheets and the, the learning materials and the um, and the videos uh, to to an online to our website, and uh, you know that gives the students another uh, way to access these materials besides visiting uh, the physical space. Uh, as you know, our SAPWAPS, uh, which is our the one-on-one -on -one consultation services, are now conducted 100% online. Of course, this is partially due to the pandemic, but even when we were last semester, when we had the face-to-face -face option, we still did many, uh, many consultations in an online, in an online format. The workshops are online, which, uh, yeah, Don, I'm sure you're familiar. Right. You're well familiar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, so I, I think instead of running away, we, we shouldn't run away from, you know, that, that, that this trend where everything's moving online. Uh, instead, we should embrace it and 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 kind of help the students access the same materials that we have uh, in the self access center. Help them access it in a in a in a virtual format. Um, right. So how how can we do that? 
<laughs> I know it sounds like a big question, but I guess it is a hot topic nowadays because, as you mentioned, we have been online for five months or what, or for five, yeah, or five semesters. Um, yeah, it, 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 I just, I just think about the students nowadays, and many of them are not even coming to campus because maybe they can't. Um, so how how can we encourage them to take advantage of what the centers offer? Yeah, that, and that's a good question. Uh, ultimately, it's gonna it's gonna start with promotion, and the students need to know that uh, these these are everything is made available online. Um, so so you need you know you need emails, you need posters, you need uh, word of mouth to kind of spread this message. Uh, that that um, you know may it, it tell you know try to get across to the students that it's even easier now to get the English support that you're looking for than it was before uh, because uh, and I our statistics back this up that actually the the booking rate for the um, the, the speaking assistance program and writing assistance program the con you know those one on one consultations is a hundred percent and. Uh, uh, when it was online, when it's online, it's a hundred percent. When it was face to face, uh, it was never a hundred percent. So uh, I think this kind of shows that um, this a lot of students actually find it more accessible uh, yeah. when they're doing it online because they don't need to dress up, they don't need to you know, <laughs> commute to the campus, they don't need to maybe um, have that if they're shy, they don't need to have that awkward moment where they're meeting somebody for the first time. You know, they just log on and. Maybe if they're if they're too shy to speak out immediately, they can communicate through the chat box. Um, so so actually, the the online you know the uh, making making the the learning the independent learning and the self access learning take place on take place in an online format. Actually, it's uh, it makes it more accessible to students and students who might otherwise not engage in independent language learning are in engaging in independent yeah. language learning. Mm -hmm. Okay, so last semester you said that we offered some of the one-on-one -on -one consultation sessions face-to-face, -face, some online. Did students prefer online mode more? Uh, we, 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 we don't have the, um, we, we've always been looking at, so should, we, should we do you know, research on this to see, uh, do they really prefer the online mode more? All we have really is the, is the booking data and mm -hmm. the attendance data. And both the booking and the attendance data shows that um, the online sessions are more popular than the face-to-face -face sessions. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, you know, there could be a variety of reasons for this. It could be related to the pandemic or safety mm -hmm. issues. Um, but ultimately, we just have to look at the result. What's the result? More and more students are using the center's um, facilities, mm -hmm. uh, center's services than they had been in the past. Uh, now that's not, that's not to say, of course, oh, we should move everything online, you know, just, just do away with the whole physical space altogether mm -hmm. because, you know, when, if we do that, then yeah, we might say, well, what's, what's the point? What's the point of having this, this physical space? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think we still need there. We, we, we still need to keep that physical space because, and this is just my feeling, my personal intuition. I don't know if you've, 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 you have uh, similar uh, feelings as well or similar observations in your interactions with students. But uh, some students, even though a lot of them will book online, some students still prefer that old-fashioned face-to-face interaction. Uh, and it may be a minority now, you know, 
based on our attendance data, we <laughs> see that you know, when we had the hybrid lessons, most students attended online, but there were still those, right, that always came, you know, to the face-to-face -face lesson and they, they said, you know, I, I learn better this way or I, I, I can, I, for some reason, the social presence created and the, these interactions helps me learn more effectively. Um, so that's why, you know, we, I don't think we should abandon that physical space altogether uh, because uh, there is still room for that that minority of students, maybe 30, 30, 40% who want this face-to-face -face interaction, who want this in-person language support. Um, and uh, so, so it, it's, again, it's, you're, we're, we're trying to yeah, satisfy both groups of students and both styles of learners, which is ultimately what every learning space should do, right? It should try to, it should try to make every type of learner feel more comfortable. Sure. You, you have mentioned that um, since since we have offered these workshops and one one to one sessions completely on online because of the pandemic, um, you have mentioned that attendance is a hundred percent. So um, I'm curious then, what things make online um, access better better, I guess, than let's say it was before, than just having it face face to face. Yeah, that's a good that's a good question, Don. Uh, I I would say you know just off off the top of my head and based on conversations I've had with with students, it's uh, it's ultimately convenience, right? It comes down to um, uh, convenience. Uh, you don't need to, you know, the 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 actual act of attending uh, one of these consultations or the actual act of gaining support simply requires you to you know click a link, a click a Zoom link, and sure. and then you're on, and there there it yeah. is. Whereas if it was in person, you've got to get on the bus or get on the MTR, or you got to yeah, you got to get get dressed, get on the bus, go to campus, right? Uh, which is a, a much higher time commitment. So right. I think I think the online format yeah makes it more convenient to students, and and maybe we could also we could also talk about that you know the current I, I guess the current generation they're all like 18, 20, 21 year you know this this is this is kind of the the format that they've been used to their whole life, right? Sure. With the, uh, you know, the, with their text message chatting and <laughs> uh, almost everything taking, you know, they, they've had internet since from, from, from the earliest. Sure. Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes. There's probably a comfort level for them to, to engage. Sure. On. Yes. But then I think we've all experienced this because it's so convenient and because they don't have to invest their time, their energy to actually do this, how much interaction are they actually getting? Or how 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 are they actually, well, basically, I think the question is, are they actually benefiting from this? Yeah. Or is it just convenient for them and they're just attending? But then when compared to actually attending a consultation face-to-face, -face, there has to be that difference, right? Some people, yes, they still learn better online. So what are your thoughts on that, Eric? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great uh, that's a great question, Jessica. And um, yeah, th this this is something I I, I think uh, a lot of the research is still um, very unsettled on, right? Uh, how much are they getting out of? Um, how much interaction are they getting out of these, mm -hmm. these online sessions? Especially because some may just come and only use the chat box, right? And they might, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and to their credit, maybe that's that's what they're comfortable with. Maybe that's mm -hmm. how they like to learn. They like to, you know, think about 
formulate their sentences on in, in written format before they ask the question. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, then then the question becomes exactly as you asked: Is it actually helping them? Is it mm -hmm. actually helping uh, to promote their learning or to help them improve their language? Uh, because especially when we, when we talk about language learning, interaction is important, right? right. Uh, uh, practice is important, and. Uh, I, 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 it wouldn't be a, an overstatement to say that um, uh, students are, are interacting um, less in an online format than they are in a mm -hmm. face-to-face format. I, yeah. think, I think we would all agree with that, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, so, so, so we have to, I think, I think this is something we've got to, and I think everybody, every educator mm -hmm. in the world is trying to, trying to tackle or grapple with is, you know, how do we promote interaction mm -hmm. in um, in these online formats and is it really helping them and I yeah it's a, it's, a, it's an excellent question and I again I would just go back to the you know what is uh, the what is the result the result is these sessions continue to be a hundred percent booked mm -hmm. now if they were I think if students were not satisfied with it um, or they felt they were not learning then they would not be a hundred percent booked because the word would get around that. Oh, this wasn't, this wasn't so helpful. Yes. So the fact that they keep getting booked, uh, I think seems to suggest that no matter what our impression is, uh, mm -hmm. we, we might have one impression of how much interaction is happening there. I, I guess their, their impression is that it still adds value to sure. the education yeah. somehow. So um, now what that value is, who knows? That's <laughs> another That'll be another um, uh, topic exactly. to discuss. Yeah, yeah, because like um, I think I think all of us know that so many times we do get those students that turn up for those um, sessions, and they literally have one question, mm. and we answer their question, and they're finished. So I can see why convenience would be a major motivational factor for them to so, um, support these sessions being offered on online because if you only have one quick question it takes maybe five minutes or less to answer then the question's done the problem is solved and they didn't have to walk across campus or come to campus to have that question answered right there's right. definitely a lot of benefits um, for, for this on online setting but yeah i think i think it just goes back to what what we were just saying like um is this is this the new way Mm. Is this is this how we're going forward? Um, yes. Yeah. And if this is the new way, we have to like as teachers, just like what Eric was saying, we have to figure out a way to not make this so convenient that some of them are just coming to us with one question. Right. Right. Because um, like we all know that interaction is so important. And uh, I just read uh, an interview um, online with students. Uh, students, you know, Eric just mentioned 2018, you know, from the COVID era, and they're just saying how how would they prefer to learn a language? And uh, there was this one girl who said, "I can learn a new language from my house with online resources, but if I had to choose only one option, my option would be to go to another country and to just talk to the people there, you know, and." I feel like this is still something we all value, right? And I think um, with self-access learning, just like what Eric mentioned, so much has changed. I think before, self-access learning has been very um, independent in a way. Like we all 
<laughs> we all just learn by ourselves. But now the language learning apps, uh, the video conferencing tools, the online materials, they've all become so much more interactive. Yeah. Like there's always this community of learners. Mm-hmm. You get interaction, whereas like 10 years ago, you don't have that in self-access learning. True. So right. my question, I guess, to Eric is, has the SIL been able to take advantage of that interactiveness that's actually offered online now, that's offered to like independent learning now? So how has SIL been able to kind of develop in that area? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good question, Jessica. The, um, you know, the, we, of course, as you know, we, we, we offer the, um, you know, the, the, the one-on-one consultations with the English tutors and we offer these workshops, which, you know, the, these are all in-house, right? These are all in-house uh, interactive options that the students can, 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 uh, can seek if they want English assistance. Um, you know, we want to, we, we do, we do want to try to branch out a little bit to take advantage of some of these online apps to see uh, how, how we can integrate them into um, into the SILs oper- online operations, uh, because that is, you're absolutely right, that is one of the essential elements of language learning is interaction. It's not just, and not just interaction with one person, like with a teacher, it's interaction with a community of learners, because uh, that's, that's how we learn languages, right? We have to, we have to be exposed to them and exposed to uh, conversations between people and um, eventually that gets ingrained in our brain and we start producing the language ourselves. Um, and uh, yeah, this, this, is, this is one of the challenges. This is one of the challenges of um, you know, all, all types of, uh, all, 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 any type of self-access center, we've got to try to leverage what's already out there on the inter- and integrate it with, uh, with the operations uh, of, of, um, of the center. So this this is yeah this is a good question and this is something we're going to try to work on uh, in the coming in the coming year, but uh, you know going back to, you know to, to to when Don I think Don brought up the point of you know the the students come with just uh, there there are a lot of students who come with just one question and mm-hmm. they want that one question answered and then that one question is answered and then they um, then they go away yeah. and uh, we we look at it. Eh, and we we might think, well, well, we we satisfied them, right? We we did a good job, right? We 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 answered their question, and uh, it, all it took was five minutes, and uh, yeah, we now we've got the the rest of the hour free, and uh, the student <laughs> happy, everybody's happy, exactly. Uh, but, <laughs> but then you, you if you wanted to take even if you wanted to take a step back and ask, well, what was really accomplished from that? from that five minute interaction, you know, you gave them an answer, which they probably could have Googled themselves if, uh, sure. if, they, uh, if they, if they really thought about it. Uh, did I, did we really improve their English much? Probably not. Uh, did we really, um, you know, help them learn more effectively? Eh, arguable, but not, yeah. not a hundred percent, especially if the interaction is, is that short. So it's always, um, it's again, something else we're trying to balance, you know, how do we satisfy the student, while at the same time ensuring that the student is actually learning and improving on right. their, on their language, and uh, a lot of times in in uh, this uh, you know this I, I, this this I, maybe instant gratification society that we live in now, where everything is available at our fingertips, we can get any answer we want. We can we can right. um, we, we if we want to watch something, there it is right there. 
uh, we have instant gratification at all times. And the students also know this. So that's why, you know, they, they might book you just for those, that five minute question. Um, yeah, we, we, we demand instant gratification, but at the same time, we, we also want to, yeah, ensure that some things you're not going to learn if you're just, you're just, you know, pursuing that instant gratification method. Um, sure. And, uh, Again, it's something we something we've got to balance because we, of course, we want to make them satisfied, but at the same time, we want to help help improve their language. Yeah, and I think it goes back to one of the first points you mentioned, like promotion or getting the message out there, managing their expectations, or being yes. able to facilitate their learning in a way of telling them what to expect or how they should take advantage of it. I think that is something really important. It is. Is that a focus that you guys are working on now, like how to rebrand or how to re-educate students in a way this is still, but how can we use it now? Is that a focus that you guys are working it, it, on? It was, yeah, especially in the last year, uh, because, um, you know, the, and this was in the midst, midst of the world, we still are in the midst of the pandemic, but uh you know, of course, at that time, there were, there were many fewer students uh, visiting the SIL, right? Uh, the SIL was empty. I think even today you can go there and it's, it's, virtually, it's virtually empty. And uh, so we, 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 we kind of wanted to think about, well, you know, what is the purpose of this space now when it's, it's not a place for people to gather, when people don't want to gather anymore. It's not a place where people can come to learn language or access materials because all those materials are online. So what really is the purpose here? And, um, you know, we, we thought about, there are a few ways we try to rebrand. One of those, one of those ways was to make it see, make, make the sill into more of a, uh, like a, I don't know if you're, you're, you're familiar with a co-working, you know, co-working spaces. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so in a, in a co-working space, which is, it, it, it's the, the kind of this communal workspace where, um, you know, people from various p- professions and jobs and freelancers would come to find an office and a comfortable place for them to work with fast, fast internet connections. And, uh, uh, this, this is, a uh, you know, and, and, this this is one of the ways we we tr- wanted to use the space. We wanted to make it an appealing and comfortable place where where students could work somewhere safe. You know, that's not where where um, you know they don't need to worry about interacting with uh, or 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 gathering in large groups because they're private desks, they're private rooms, um, and in, in this era of online learning where. Uh, you know, many students, they're, 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 they're trying to learn at home, which they have brothers and sisters and crowded, cramped apartments and, you know, parents and dogs making noise and um, the lighting's poor, the internet connection's not fast enough. Uh, where can they go? You know, where can they go to attend these online classes? So we wanted to try to emphasize that in this space, uh, you, you can get privacy you can get comfort, you can get a fast internet connection, you can get um, an opportunity to maybe meet other, you know, or collaborate with other students who are also there, uh, which is which is what a lot of co-working spaces try to take advantage of. Um, we try to emphasize the natural light that comes, you know, shining in like many, you know, coffee shops, they have those, that natural light that makes it comfortable uh, to work at. Uh, we, 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 we change the furniture to make it more more comfortable, more inviting. Got rid of, got rid of some of the old, uh, you know, nineteen 
1990s-esque uh, carpeting and uh, sofas and uh, yeah, just just to make it a more attractive place to hang out because uh, you know this this is a you know this this is a way to maybe bring more students in and you know once they are in there they may be able to discover other things while they're there they may be able to discover right. uh, you know the IELTS books for example if they're thinking about learning IELTS or they may be able to discover um, the games that are there or they may be able to discover. Um, uh, the robot, the robot, the <laughs> <Yes>, robot, <laughs> Tammy, <laughs> and 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 they, they they'll be able to see that there are private rooms that they can um, you know they can study they can li- take online classes in peace or they and their group members can gather to you know to work on a group project um, in 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 peace and in uh, in comfort. Um, and, uh, and then they'll also see the help desk that's there. They'll also see uh, in the SAPWAP rooms how some of the teachers are giving language support and that might stimulate them to also, um, you know, seek out assistance to, to help their language learning. Um, but if you just, if you just, you know, if you just, if we just had this and we said, oh, come here, come here to improve your language. Uh, it, may not, it may not be effective enough because mm-hmm. they're, uh, they have many other opportunities to learn language online through YouTube. So you need to, you need to, you know, find other ways to, to bring them in. Yeah. I, I personally feel like, yeah, still has the colors. It's warm. Um, like the posters right in the front, they're really welcoming. I think that's really, yeah, it gives off a different vibe in a way. It's not like I'm there just to work on my own. Like I could, I could meet people there in small groups, but still, you know, there are, there are people there. And I think um, that's kind of like what a lot of companies are doing now mm-hmm. is being able to encourage colleagues to just come in, learn from each other, talk to each other, interact with each other. And that's how really productivity comes from. And so, yeah, hopefully so we'll be able to do the same for our students. Right. And then and then another the the next step is also um, to try to integrate it a little bit more strongly with the curriculum, the curriculum of the ELC right. uh, to have you know some uh, classes where they might they might have a consultation session in the SIL or they might have, um, you know, engage in a, a, a presentation or a video watching session in the SIL or um, uh, like in a business class, they might have to design you know, marketing materials for the SIL. So uh, that's, that's another way you we might be able to, you know, attract uh, or attract uh, students to come into the, to the center and make use for it. Yeah, sure. Um, it seems that, you know, like in all, in all this discussion today about how SIL and self-access learning has gone from, let's say like the face-to-face to online and now we're sort of trying to work out how to incorporate the two of them together because we do I mean there will be a post-COVID world at some point um do you think that that um by having these self-access centers and also providing the online services in which we in which we do do you think it somehow gives students um a greater sense of ownership on their learning yeah absolutely yeah and that was the uh, I think that was the um that was the original purpose of, um, you know, how the, why they developed the self-access centers is uh, because uh, they they there there were studies that observed that um, you know uh, when students could engage in 
uh, autonomous learning. Like they can, they can take control of their own learning. They can learn when they want. They can learn where they want. They can, they can um, seek out materials themselves. This makes them uh, a lot more motivated to continue right. learning. And that's why all the universities said, okay, well, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's make these self-access centers. And, um, uh, I, I think, yeah, with the internet now, when we, when, when we've got, uh, when we've got all these other forms of, you know, these exercises online or these online workshops or these online consultations, uh, yeah, that provides a whole nother, um, a whole, a whole, a whole, it kind of opens up the door to a whole new world of autonomous learning. So, uh, we hope then that that will make them intrinsically more intrinsically motivated to to continue with their learning and to seek out other ways to improve their English, uh, which is which is more more necessary now or, or more essential now than it's ever been in the past. Because um, you know, as, as Jessica said, a student the student said, "Oh, well, I would really like to go to another country and you know practice with the people every day," but. Um, you know, it, it, at least in Hong Kong, that's not possible for most students. We cannot sure. travel anymore. We cannot interact with people anymore, at least in the same way we did before. We cannot, um, you know, everybody's in masks, so we cannot read yeah. the facial expressions, which, which helps us with language learning. Um, so there, there have been some yeah. tremendous obstacles, I think, which have prevented students from, um, from growing or developing their language skills and uh, I think we've all noticed these in our classes that we've been teaching that, sure. uh, that uh, you know, some, some students have a lot of difficulty in the language. Uh, so it's more, uh, yeah, it's more essential now than it's ever been to introduce students to these other ways that they can, that they can improve their English. Sure. I think that really brings us to the end. That was a perfect, yeah. perfect way to end this. And I think, uh, like a lot of the innovative like solutions that we're thinking about now, we're all thinking about sustainability. And I think that that's really what you just talked about is they're motivated um, if they feel like they have ownership and that's how they'll continue or continue down this path, continue sure. to come to still and hopefully we'll get to see them face to face. Yes. Sometime. Nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sometime. Sometime. And, Nice. Let's see when, but still, yes, that'll be great. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh Eric. no, thank you, thank sure. you for having me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, and uh, thank. I, I look forward to yeah, getting back on the other side of the mic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and doing the question asking instead of the question answering. looking forward to it as well. So yeah, thank you so much, both of you, for um, contributing today. And um, yes, see you next time. We'll do um, have, a, have a discussion with you guys soon. Yeah. Thank you. Take care, okay. everybody. Take care. Bye.